We talk about everything we love to hate and everything that we hate to love. I'm Tara. I'm Courtney. Today yeah. we are talking about we're coming back for dumb criminals. Dumb criminals. You guys seem to really like dumb criminals. You guys so. loved our stupid criminals episode. Thank you so much. Uh, so we're here. There's plenty <laughs> of them. They're There's so everywhere. many to choose from because I sit there and I, I bookmark, I read and read and bookmark. Yeah. And I think I bookmarked like 20 some odd. Yeah. I mean, I always just kind of like type it into the Google machine and there's just like pages and pages. Everything. Of, you can go by state or country or whatever. There's just, there's so many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I kept mine in the United States this time. Yeah. I think mine are all in the United States. But, um, but, there, but I found quite a few that were outside of the country, but yeah, I, I think what, I have two of mine are from Texas. Are two of them are from Texas? I've got one from Texas. So. Shout out to you know idiot people in Texas where we're from. Yeah, well, you know, I felt so bad about our Florida man episode that we did <laughs> that we just completely Courtney, went off on Florida. For you guys who don't know, has a sweetheart. So like, sometimes <laughs> she's sometimes. a nice person. But yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to at least include one from here in our own home state. So I that feel like way. I'm more like Jim Carrey and liar liar. I'm stop stop breaking the law. <laughs> Asshole. Right. Right. I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> get our cop car behind us. There we go. There we are. The well, why don't you get why don't you get us kicked off here? All right, I'll get us started. So this is just let me set the mood. Let me set the scene. It's December <laughs> 2013 in Houston, Texas. A man was attacked by two women. Uh Denitra Sherell and Sessica Darden, who were, he had met them to, he was selling some Jay-Z tickets. Okay. And he was meeting them somewhere in undisclosed location, I don't know where, um, to buy the tickets. And while he was trying to like, you know, get the purchase made or whatever, they stole the tickets out of his hand, got in the car, and he tried to stop them. He tried to jump on the car, and they're, like, kicking him, trying to get him off the car. They hit him with the car. Mm -hmm. They stole the tickets Good and hit grief. him with the car. Okay. But there was uh, an onlooker saw the license plate number. Well, yeah. And so they got the license plate were written down. And just like the cops are like, well, what if we just, like, go to the concert? Like, they have the tickets. They'll probably be uh -huh. at the concert. And sure enough, they go to the seats, like, and they were sitting right there. there and they are. so then they got arrested. For, uh, yeah, he had several injuries. Uh, he, I think he broke, like, ribs. He broke his hand. Like Good grief. All over concert tickets. Is it worth it? What was the concert like, again? Jay-Z. Jay-Z, okay. I don't think that Jay-Z would support this behavior. 99 Problems. That's a big one. one. That was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for your concert tickets, ladies. Right? Well, if you're gonna steal something, don't don't tell them where you're gonna be later. Yeah, that's exactly they, like, that's here's a where I'm gonna be. Let me take those tickets. This is where I'm gonna be I'll, later. I'll be here <laughs> on this day at this time. Exactly. I will be sitting in this pinpointed location. Yes, that's ridiculous. Just telling the cops where to find you. What idiots? Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. Ladies can be just as dumb. Just as dumb. All right, hit me, Courtney. My first one is um this one is a little bit you know, not not too violent towards people anyway. Uh Adam Friedman. This start this this was in California. Okay. And it started in 2019 and kind of spilled over to 2021. Okay. So because because he had a court thing 
going on this whole time. And to COVID. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, yeah. Slows everything Everything down. was slowed down from COVID. But in 2019, Adam Friedman, he was 50 years old at the time, he contacted the poaching and pollution hotline of the California Department of Fish and Game. Okay. And said, I saw somebody poach a deer when they're not supposed to mm-hmm. in a neighborhood. And so um, it, it, this happened in Madera County. And it was in a neighborhood, so officials went to go to this neighborhood to You're see just shooting deer in the neighborhood. So yeah, the, apparently he had witnessed somebody poaching deer. And so they walked around, started pulling footage off of everyone's security cameras. Yeah. And off of one resident's uh, doorbell camera, they finally caught the crime, and it was Adam Friedman who did it. He called in his own crime. Why? Nobody knows. Your guess is as good as mine. See, that's another thing, too, is like like security cameras in like locations are iffy, but those doorbell cameras are always on. They're those always cameras on. Are always Especially working. since most people turn on their motion sensor. Like, so if you're going to commit a crime, go to Walmart. Go to like yeah. go to go to the convenience store down the street because right. chances are it tapes over every 24 hours. Right. Well, um, that's not all, though. Um he was cited and referred to the local courts, of course, because he was caught. But because the justice system moves at like the speed of smell, (laughs) moves at the speed of smell, the case was still pending in early 2020. So it, it was still pending two years later when he was caught again on video, illegally shooting another deer in the Shaver Lake neighborhood, in a Shaver Lake neighborhood. Get out of the neighborhood, man. Like, go to the woods. Well, you are you driving? Kind of thing. Are you driving through these neighborhoods and just they're like, there's one, deer? hang on. Just pull out your rifle and go after it. Um, what did that then, deer do to you? Right. And then they got the forensics department after it to confirm things. And um, they confirmed that parts of the deer he had in his residence matched the deer. Because he just... I. I apparently cut it up and then left part like of the in the road in the neighborhoods and so could uh, you imagine that you're like going to get your paper out or check your mail or whatever and then there's freaking... i wonder in those in those wildlife rich neighborhoods if <coughs> if that's not more common i mean i want to think that it would not be common just to see some rainbow <coughs> dude in your neighborhood chopping mm-hmm. up a deer on the street mm-hmm. that's not cool but that's not all okay then he was accused of unlawfully shooting and taking a deer in Utah while all of this is pending and going through. He's on vacation. He does it again. And he was like, you know what I need to do. So the two states get together and they start comparing notes. And um, uh, he, uh, the cases against him, you know, were adjudicated. And he pled no contest to wanton waste of a game animal and discharge of a firearm within 150 feet of a dwelling. That would be terrifying. Like you hear gunshots and there's like some dude out there. Yeah. And I and I want to say that I had read I don't don't quote me on this, but I think that I read this is off the record. But I think that at least one of the deer was shot with a shotgun. So he's just out there spraying buckshot. Spraying buckshot everywhere. And so uh, he was sentenced to a three year suspension of hunting privileges, although I don't know if that will do anything. That's not going to stop anybody though. I know. He also got 50 hours of community service, a couple thousand dollars in fines, and then he was ordered to complete a California hunter education course. I mean, he got off pretty easy. It wasn't a, it wasn't a bad, just a horrible, it tragic worse, crime. But, but 
still, yeah, you don't want someone in your neighborhood with a shotgun just roaming the streets. Just... Right, but he. What if it was a dog or like a, you know? Yeah, and he. Why would you call the tip line on yourself? Like, yeah. hey, I saw a guy shoot a deer. Maybe just to see if he could get away with it so he could do it again. Maybe. A serial killer of, of wildlife. That's how they start. It's like a reimagining of except, Yeah, Maybe. except this guy was 50. So okay. you would have think he would have known better. But okay, whatever. All right. So I'm going to take you to November of 2018. So not that far. Not that long ago. In Halton City, Texas. Our hometown. My hometown. That's where she's at. I'm just down the street. Halton City. Yeah, the HC. Um, it was early morning and an officer was in an unmarked car. He was just sitting because apparently there had been like a lot of calls of like people checking doors to see if they could get mm-hmm. break in. So still he, happens a lot. Still happens all the time. Like mm-hmm. my ring thing is constantly going off. Yeah. Um, because people were checking cars, trying to steal them or whatever, and two suspects get out of a black Mustang, approach his car. He's in the car, mm-hmm. but it's like a cold, like you know, you can't see anything through the windows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they check the door, and it opens. <laughs> And he pulls out his gun, and he's like, police, put up your hands. <laughs> and Officer Tony Miller yelled, police, show me your hands. They jumped back into their Mustang. One was jumped in the Mustang, and one took off on foot. <laughs> and the one that took off on foot, I like from what I read, I don't know if they caught him. Like, uh-huh. he took off. Yeah. The other guy ended up causing an accident. And had like, injuries that were not life threatening. He was fine, but yeah, he like. Did you no. know these people? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was looking for the people's names. I'm like, and Tony Miller. I don't know him either. Hey, Officer Miller, if you're still working for Halton City, um, yeah, no. But so he got they got charged with you know you're running from the cops. You tried to break into a police car. Like what are the what are the, what's the luck? You know, uh, like, that's some bad luck. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't don't be a criminal. Don't. Yeah. I did watch one the other day. Like they had like a on I think it was Facebook or uh, Instagram or something. There was this guy and it was an older man. Like usually it's these young idiot kids trying yeah. to break into cars, but it was an older gentleman with a cup of coffee in his hand, going and checking <laughs> doors. It was like have his coffee in the morning, going and checking doors in the middle of the night, and it's like icy. So he's like checked one side of this guy's truck because it was a work truck. And then mm-hmm. he walks around to look in the back of the truck if there's anything to steal. Walks around to the other side. And while he's trying to check the other side, he <laughs> <and> falls. <laughs> Coffee everywhere. Coffee everywhere. And the doors were locked. So that's what you get. That's what you get. That's not idiots. That's not enough justice. But it's not. It but is what it, it is. Um, my actually, the next ones that I was going to talk about was um, it's a couple, and this couple kind of reminded me. You remember on our last episode that we talked about this, the couple from Arlington here down the road, yes, with that, the on star yeah. and and was caught with all the drugs. Well, yeah. this one is Keith and Kelsey Russell. This happened actually uh, fairly recently, back in August of 2021 in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, the Russells, Keith was 42 at the time. Kelsey was 31. We're doing a little shopping at a TJ Maxx in uh, Hanover, Pennsylvania. Okay. They found out that they had locked their keys in their car. Mm. So, oh, I've, been there. No. I've done it before too. But that's why you always leave a spare with like a close friend or relative a friend that or can your mom want it to you or whatever. Or something. Something like. I, I think I've got like spare keys at a couple of different houses around yeah. here. But um, so they call the police. Because, um, you know, locksmiths are expensive and the police, if you can prove it's your vehicle, you know, will help you jimmy the lock if, if, if it's, if it's kosher. So yeah. 
So the police, while they're trying to get this car unlocked for them and get them on their way, they see an unspecified amount of a controlled dangerous substance in clear view. So, you know, you've got all these drugs in the car and you're so like, what really happened so what was they locked their drugs in the car. <laughs> they locked their drugs in the car. But this is the part that I don't get. Um, well, actually, first, before they got into the car, the car started to roll forward because they had left it in drive. So it, because of I, the drugs, because of the drugs. <laughs> so uh, they get the they get the so like you're snorting cocaine and you're like, I just really want to like shop for some deals at TJ Maxx. I need some new flip flops. I need a cheap Marc Jacobs I need, purse. I need a faux fur jacket right now. <laughs> so I need knickknacks. Knickknacks. I need some candles. I need some candles oh. and a bunch of rugs. <laughs> so um, the couple was obviously arrested and then they searched the now unlocked car and found an additional $135,000 in cash. Oh. So this is what I don't get is why, why didn't you call... <laughs> Why didn't you call a locksmith? You had cash to you pay them. Be cash. like, if you open that up, I'll give you the cash right now. But they called the police instead. Well, they have that much money. Why aren't they going to an actual department store? Why are they at TJ Maxx? I don't know. And $135,000. You know how much $135,000 will get you at Burlington Coat Factory? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, could, I could live for so long on hundred grand. So whatever. In the end, they were charged with money laundering possession with intent to distribute two counts of possession of a controlled dangerous substance possession of prescription drugs okay and possession of drug paraphernalia and hypodermic needles which the hypodermic needles i didn't think it was against the law to have that i have to have I'd them for probably one of my medications i guess if it's in a bag with heroin or whatever was yeah. because they, they didn't say exactly what the controlled substance was but not only that though they they uh that was just the charges that they had accumulated as a couple uh mr russell keith was also the lucky recipient of uh, motor vehicle summonses for an unregistered vehicle driving under the influence careless driving and possession of controlled dangerous substances in a motor vehicle he's like how many people so, can i piss off in one drive i want to make best of mad. luck to those guys best of <laughs> yeah. luck to them <laughs> Okay, I'm going to take you to Charleston, South Carolina, VA hospital. I don't know when, I didn't write down the date. Imagine that you're in a hospital. <laughs> Sometime, not now. South Carolina VA hospital, a construction worker named Christopher Lewis um, had bought his lunch in the cafeteria and he went to go get a refill of his soda. And he was stopped by hospital police officers because no refills were allowed. And so he offered to pay the 89 cents or whatever, um, whatever it was for a refill. But the hospital refused to accept his money and he was fined $525 federal citation for shoplifting because it was a VA hospital. Oh, my gosh. Um, when he went to court, it was dropped in federal court because obviously they had bigger problems. That's 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 what plugs up the justice system. And that's it's... not a super crime, but I just thought that it was ridiculous that the guy's like... Was I'm he like, being treated at the hospital or did he just he have... He was a construction worker. So oh, he was construction. he was like so. doing construction there or something. I don't know. Oh, come on. Maybe he just super likes the lunch there. I don't know. But like... You know, some of the hospital food now... <laughs> okay. You know what? I have spent a little bit of time in the hospitals recently uh, because my mom has had to go through a few different um, 
routine, not, I wouldn't say routine, but not uncommon surgery, uh, uh, procedures. Get it together, Peggy. Uh, yeah, mom, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and I know you listen to these though, <laughs> but, um, you know, spending a little bit of time in hospitals and waiting around for, you know, the surgeons to come out. Some of that hospital food is pretty dang good. I mean, yeah, but I don't want them to arrest me for wanting to get an extra Well, soda. I paid for it. And I brought my own soda, so. But the coffee? Damn it. That better stay free. Because <laughs> it's not great coffee. It's just, and then I think back to all the times my dad did, like, as a kid, my dad would take us to, like, Taco Bell or, like, Taco Casa or something. And he would ask for a water cup and then he would get soda. Like they don't know that you like do. Like they don't know. He's like, he's a grown man. He's not drinking a tiny children's water, you know? Yeah. Like, well, he just, better watch it. He better watch it or yeah. these people, it's a federal crime, apparently. Into the clink with you, man. Yeah, for serious. <laughs> well, I'm going to take mine back um, to 1985, when the year I started kindergarten. Oh, wait, no. I'm in first grade at this point. Anyway, um, but I, I'm aging myself right now, so let's move on. <laughs> Dennis Newton, he was 47 years old at the time. He was accused of robbing three Circle Ks, like in or around Oklahoma City, uh -huh. somewhere in that metropolitan area. Um, but he was only on, he was on trial for only one of the robberies at the time of this incident right here. When he decided while he was on trial to fire his public defender and represent himself. Okay, just, I'm not a lawyer, but just as a general, don't represent yourself. Well, I mean, it didn't work out for Ted Bundy or Charles Manson, so unless why do you you're, think? Unless you're a lawyer, don't represent yourself. Exactly. And even then, maybe and even get, a then second, get a friend. Get a second opinion. Yeah. Right? Just probably, yeah. Right? I mean, a hairstylist doesn't generally cut their own hair, so. I mean... They get one of their stylist yeah. friends. So, um, so the, the judge agreed, okay, you can represent yourself. And even the district attorney was saying that he didn't do too bad for himself at the first part of the trial until the store clerk, a girl by the name of Darlene Danner, mm -hmm. she took the stand at this point and identified Mr. Newton as the armed robber. And Mr. Newton did not like that one bit. <laughs> so he did what he's any, like. What are you trying to say? <laughs> he did what any innocent, innocent defender would, or defendant, I should say, any innocent defendant should do. And uh, he yelled at her. I was going to say the attacker. <laughs> and he said, "This is the quote: You lying bitch! I should have blown your effing head off." And then he paused for a moment, letting the gravity... <laughs> Innocent. Innocent. <laughs> he paused for a moment, letting the gravity of his outburst sink in. And then what, after he realized what he said, saying, I should have blown your effing head off, yeah. he quickly added, if, I, if I'd been the one that was there. If I did it, but I didn't. But, but I, did, I did. Like O.J. Simpson. He O.J.'d it. If I did it. But yeah. So, yeah, and that was pretty much it. The jury only took 20 minutes to deliberate, found him guilty. And half of that was because they were, like, ordering lunch. <laughs> right, right. Well, you get a paid lunch sometimes. Yeah, what are you we know, getting, Depending you guys? on the county that you're Panera? in. Panera? Anyone want Panera? Anybody want that? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. I'm going to argue over so, it. Yeah. Okay, uh, my next one, I'm going to take you to Chicago. Um, I definitely misspelled this guy's name. Whoopsies. 
Dominic, probably, Pelletier, was applying for a job with the FBI. And during the hiring process, you had to take a lie detector test. And he admitted to having a collection of child sex material. Oh, my. <laughs> Holy hell. Because he didn't want to lie. Well, they would have caught him. You're under oath. Um, he also admitted to raping an underage girl. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, if you're having a job interview, these are things you don't want to bring up during your job interview. First of all, don't do it. No, thank goodness that he did, because could you imagine finding any of that out after hiring him? Yeah. So the FBI got a warrant and he was arrested after they found the child sex material at his house. And I don't know what happened with the rape of the underage girl, but... Yeah, he did not get that job at the you, FBI. I wouldn't think not, he would. He was not hired. It, it, and this was with, with who? The FBI? The FBI. He was applying for a job he with was the FBI. Applying f- so oh you know gosh. you're a criminal and you're going to try and get in with the FBI. Like, what did you think would happen? Like, did you think... That's that's just outstanding to me. What the heck were you... Why, why, why would you think that you could even... Uh, get a job with the fbi if you have this kind of past because they're going to know everything they want to know everything about you they will dig up yes everything i wouldn't be surprised any kind of government job they want to know everything yeah my dad worked for the post office for 25 30 years something like that and they they would have found out any of that stuff and that was the post office yes oh yeah i just don't understand i i and it makes me really scared of like, what kind of questions were they asking him? Like, did he volunteer this information? Hey, just, guess what? Did there, you know? There is one thing. There, like, there, well, a couple of things. Like, <laughs> can I get this on record? <laughs> <laughs> well, good when you're wishing your husband good luck with his job interview, and then all of a sudden there's like a SWAT team at your house. No kidding. Shh. Like, you're uh. supposed to. You're supposed to be getting a job. <laughs> You're supposed to be getting a job. So you won't be getting a job. Okay. <laughs> well, rolling right along. <laughs> I'm going to take us back to um, April 2008, which okay. doesn't seem that long ago, like we said earlier, but it was. Why is the 2000s like it doesn't seem like I know that it in my head, I know it was 20 years ago, but like. Well, it, you know, it's the it, same way with it's. I think it's just now getting to the point now with me. That when somebody mentions something from the 90s, I'm starting to feel how long ago that was. But for a long time, even up to, like, recently. Yeah, I just think, oh, I was in high school. Cool. What's your story? Yeah, like, yeah. I was in high school then. But I'm like, but, oh, I was in high school 22 years ago. 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's It's a long time. But here in April 2008, this happened in Athens, Georgia. Uh, Demetrius Robinson. This one, I... I decided to pick because it reminds me of in the last episode. You remember the the guy that left his phone number with the muffler shop that he was yeah yeah he was gonna rob and they didn't have yeah. any money so he came back. Well, this uh, this fellow right here, he was 28 at the time. He decided to rob a Golden Pantry convenience store one day, okay. but he found out that there were customers in the store. Mm-hmm. So, like any polite would be robber. He waited for the customers to clear out. Yeah, because you don't want a hostage situation. So, well, yeah, he, he said so he wouldn't have to involve any innocent bystanders. Right. So, but just waiting around is kind of sus. So he did the only thing he could think to do, which was um, 
he asked for a job application <laughs> and casually <laughs> filled it out. With correct information, I'm assuming. With his actual name, mm -hmm. but his uncle's phone number. So that'll show him. That'll that'll throw him off. Yeah. And so when the store was empty, save for himself and the female cashier that was working, he held a steak knife to her side and took all the cash and hightailed it out. Uh, but he didn't take the application with him. He left it at the scene. So. <laughs> and I'm sure the cops were like, no one's that dumb. There's like, no way. This like, can't be. This, he, he left a fake name. So, But no, it was his real name. It didn't take long, actually. It only took three or four days to find him. Um, they arrested him a few days later while he was laying low at a friend's apartment. So. His uncle's getting phone calls and he's like, what are you talking about? No, but I'm missing a steak knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he exactly. was supposed to go out for steak sauce. What did he do? I had to tear that steak apart with my teeth. Yes. I used a butter knife <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> Those sporks are not effective. Okay, my last criminal is, this is in Ohio. I again did not write down the date. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, Donald Chip Pugh? P-U-G-H? I'll say it's Pugh. Donald Pugh. Seems Chip. He was arrested for arson and vandalism. Um, he wa he was wanted for arson and vandalism, and so the police put his mugshot on the news, and mm -hmm. he was very offended by the mugshot. So he sent the police a text, instant message, whatever, <laughs> got slid into their DMs with another picture, and said, "Please use this one." Oh my god! And so then he was arrested, and he was later found in Florida. He said that, yeah, this picture is really unflattering, and I'm very offended by this. Yeah. So can you please? I think he said something like he, like, I don't want that one. He's an African-American gentleman. He's like, I don't like this one. This one makes me look like James Brown. And, like, sent them a different picture. <laughs> I think I read that one. I think I read yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was later arrested in Florida. That's, like, another one. I don't have this one written down, but it was the one that it's I was just so I was, funny. I was thinking about talking about this other one that I had read that, they had put his mugshot on Facebook and the guy was so proud of the mugshot that he, he saved the picture and used it as his profile picture. Well, <laughs> well. and was bragging about it. And he's like, I'm, I'm at home doing that. And so they, they ended up. I've seen ones over. where they're like talking, like they're post, like one, like the, you know, Halton city police department will post like one at, this guy or whatever. And so he'll start commenting on it. And he's like, Haha, can't catch me. And they're like, yeah, but you need to come in. He's like, I'm not ready yet. And like, they're just like, you can just watch the messages back and forth. And he's like, I'll be there tomorrow. Like, you know, uh -huh. we can trace you. We'll be able to find you. He's like, uh -huh. all right, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh -huh. I've seen that like several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the last one I'll talk about tonight um, is another one that happened here in Texas. So Florida, you're, I, I apologize for everything that I said about your state because apparently there's 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 not a lot of brains in ours. Um, there's idiots everywhere. You know? Yeah, they're everywhere. Charles Ray Fuller. He's uh, a serial killer. I, I know that. I don't know why they use his middle name, but you know you don't want him confused with all the other Charles Fullers. Yeah. Um, this happened again in 2008 in April, uh, in here in Fort Worth. He. Mr. Fuller here. He was 21 at the time. He was arrested after trying to cash a personal check that he had stolen from okay. his girlfriend's mother. 
for that's not gonna win any brownie points yeah yeah well he filled it in himself and he tried to cash this check for 360 billion dollars <laughs> like dr evil like billion dollars he was at least he was one billion this guy went for 360 billion dollars claims did, oh, did he not think that they were going to check her account first to well see they do the money they do uh he claims that his girlfriend's mother wrote him this check because he was wanting to start a record business um, you know there here's some seed money 360 billion dollars that'll do it i yeah. feel like that's enough yeah so of course tellers were immediately suspicious and uh <laughs> contacted the account holder like it says here she has 500 dollars in her account she's got 48 cents it's, it's gonna be hard um <clears throat> excuse me he uh she says uh no he didn't have permission to take a check and or you know at least to and cash it not Ca that much money yeah cash it and I wrote down this. What makes this so funny to me is that the idiot has no idea the processes it takes to transfer that much money. Yeah, it's not like you like go through the drive-through and you're like sending yeah. it through the thing. Yeah, and, like, like you're just gonna send down three hundred sixty billion dollars. Can you give that to me in mostly small bills, like tens and twenties? Can I get yeah. a five and tens, please? Fives and tens, a couple. Nobody wants to break a hundo. Yeah. So you know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know the entire process of having to transfer it's that like much money. It's like bank vaults and two keys and getting to, you know. Well, like that, and, and, and nowadays, even back in 2008, it would have all been done digitally. And I think that what, what little I was reading, because I wanted to see if if somebody wrote you a check for a million dollars. Right, what do you do? What's the process? You can't do that. You have to liquidate assets. You have to yeah. You have to transfer you know, these funds and these assets. You have to have like a security person at one end of the transfer and a security person at the other exactly. end of the transfer. It's a big deal. Yeah, he should for, for millions, he much less billions. Yeah, yeah I, and I'm talking billions with a B, as in B list. As in B list. But um, yeah, and then I thought, well, did he want it? Did he want it? Just put that in my account. You know, like they're not gonna just put just put it in my account. That's okay. Right, yeah. Or did he want it Can cash? Can I have like, half now and you put half in my account? Yeah, just put half in the I account. Save half of it. Like, does he? Did he like think that there was like a gold plated vault in the back full of like bills? Another thing and... I want to ask is, did he think he would keep his girlfriend after this? I'm, I'm assuming she was she in, in on it. I'm assuming she wasn't. Otherwise, she probably would have been mentioned in the article. But like, yeah, she she wasn't mentioned. It you was... know how pissed I would be. Like you did, you took what from my mom and did what with it? And you didn't offer me any of it. <laughs> you weren't even gonna take me to Red Lobster, right? I was gonna buy you a ring, baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> right after I get this business started. Well, and then I also was like, okay, so say he just wanted it back in cash, you know, just how do you just, walk? You can't even walk out with that much money. Well, the the United States hasn't printed large bills since like the late 60s or early 70s it's been a long time like yeah. they used to have denominations of like 500 and you know up to ten thousand. i think a ten thousand dollar bill but we don't use those anymore no, so the largest denomination that we have is 100 dollar bills and you would have had they would have had to fork over three billion six hundred million one hundred dollar bills yeah that's just the, that's just the bills not the amount of money so yeah so I hi I highly doubt there's a bank in the entire world that has that kind of cash laying around. Like did he bring did he bring like a duffel bag or like a like how did he think he was gonna walk out of there with a little like, Velcro wallet? Got like all those little those little 
envelopes with a little sticky. So they're just like, <laughs> envelope, 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 envelope. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> so he gets a forgery charge with that. I mean, uh, yeah. But that's not all. When police apprehended him, he had like almost two ounces of mar- or just under two ounces of marijuana, uh, which in Texas is a big no-no. Especially in 2008. Yeah. And he was slapped with uh, that possession charge and a small, he had a small handgun on him too. So he gets charged with unlawfully carrying a weapon on top of the forgery charges. So triple threat there. Triple threat. Good for him. Yeah. So there's our stupid. There's our second, uh, second episode probably of many. Many. Idiot criminals. Because I have a whole, a whole cachet. They're everywhere. Of people I'd like to talk about. So definitely. But yeah. So again, thanks for tuning in to us. Yeah. If you guys have criminals you want us to talk about or ideas for the show, please email us or send us a Yeah. Send us a something into the void so we can find it. Yeah. Just <laughs> just just lean out your front door and yell as loud as you can. And it, if you will just send us a check for three hundred and sixty billion dollars. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. That would be great. <laughs> that would be wonderful. So, anyway. make sure you sign it though. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you sign it. We don't want any like red tape. No, 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 no. We're we're lawful people. We're lawful, law-abiding <laughs> folks. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. Uh, stay safe. Stay safe. Be always. Good to each other. Be and good. we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Let me call you three times.